0: I became He-Man.
1: Podcast, episode 199 Road to Baltimore. I'm your host Ryan, and welcome back everyone. Yeah, we're on the road trip to Baltimore Con, one episode away from episode 200. On this road trip, I have with me two in the uh, co pilot's chair, uh Nick. Yo, and in the back seat, we got Uncle T Bag Travis. How's it going, everybody? And joining Travis in the back seat. I don't know what they're doing back there. I don't want to know what they're doing back there, Uh, but we're going to to defrost the carbonite and uh, bring back Chuck for episode 199. You? what are you excited about, what's been going on for you? Uh, hibernation sickness. <laughs>
0: no. Are you, you able have, to see? Are you are you able, to, able to see? Are you seeing I see it's just, just bright colors right now? Okay. I, um, everything's fine. Been okay. good, been working. Um, just basic stuff, you
1: know, I know seeing you, movies, reading comics, I know watching you and, TV. I know you and I have talked about getting together for some episodes in the future, so I think listeners will be happy about that. Yeah, it's just should be fun. Just a matter of timing, crowd and to stuff. Ten. Yeah. Uh, Travis,
0: how you been? Oh, good. good, very good. Yeah. Uh, trying not to stress out. I have a. Any of you are connected with me? I have a another child due in one month exactly from today. So congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Just uh, last trip of freedom uh, for a little while, for a good, at least a year. Yeah. Until she, <laughs> until she gets any bigger. So. Doing the work thing, doing the husband of a pregnant wife thing, while being a dad to a two and a half year old. You know, just you're busy. Just, just normal life apparently, you're busy. Uh,
1: Nick, how about you? How have things been?
0: Uh, good. I've, uh, you know, sent a few kids off to college and getting the rest of the kids ready for school over the.
1: How old summer. does that make you feel? You know what? I feel like I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. older and dirt. All right, so we're on our way to Baltimore. We're probably about an hour out right now, uh, maybe a little bit less than an
0: hour. Maybe a little bit more if we hit traffic. Right. Time says an hour. Traffic may say
1: something. That- <laughs> um, we're going to be meeting up with Rock. Uh, there will be five of us sharing a room. Uh So be close quarters. Um, I call oh, dibs in the bathroom first. <laughs> but we're, we're used to that. It's uh, how, I, like you, that's you, how you keep uh, costs down. True. And, uh, well, it's always more fun with friends at a con anyway. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I actually talked to a, a co-worker of mine that said, he's like, not to sound completely sexist, but he's like, I think only guys can understand and appreciate the cramming as many people into a room as possible. Dude, Dude, absolutely not. not. <laughs> no? No. when Brittany misses Mrs.
0: however we... <laughs> When Brittany goes to the hair conventions, they do the same thing. I'll they do get it. Okay. four, sometimes five, girls to do the same thing we do, to cut down costs so they can buy more curling irons and makeup and liquor.
1: Things.
0: Yeah, but girls sharing a room and sleeping in the same bed is a whole lot better.
1: And that's a fantasy <laughs> I have. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a whole different ball. That's a whole nother con that we could be going yeah. to. Uh, Dragon con, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Furries are <else>. us. <coughs> Alright, so what I know we talked about it earlier in the car ride, but uh, listeners weren't hearing that part of it. So, what are you guys excited about? What are you looking forward to? Is there any creators you're interested in? Is there anything you're looking for at the con? Whoever wants to go first.
0: I'm excited to hopefully get the stupid contract back here in <laughs> about three hours by the time we hit the con floor. And Travis is just doing. I, I'm
1: just excited to hang out with everybody And see everybody again uh, It's been a while Yeah, friends um, Just to hang out with you guys And hang out with some friends And Rock and John And
0: uh, Rob and you guys And Keith Knutson Daryl Taylor Chris Campbell Just meet up with old friends And hang out And possibly go Get some uh, bag issues And a
1: uh, bin dive a little bit For some G.I. Joe comics Nice That's all uh, Nick or Travis anything in particular Uh,
0: nothing particular really I, it's more along the lines of uh, hanging out with everybody the fellowship of all of our group friends it's uh, like I said earlier with having a incoming baby life is going to be crazy again with a newborn and a two and a half year old so it's not a bachelor party because I'm already married but like the last few Rockets I've already had a kid but it's that that sort of thing just a, yeah. a good time to have my all. Nick is just excited for Hooters right always and that's the, the highlight it's all about the titties <laughs> that's the highlight of PiCon
1: <laughs> Hooters for lunch yeah oh we're meeting up with Sam too yes, yes. Sam so we're meeting up with our buddy Sam which straight think, edge He-Man yep I think this, this is, is for his first probably actual comic convention that he's been to perhaps maybe yes maybe. I, I know, know he's gone to a lot of toy conventions but um, a little different yeah sort of similar a little different I know he's ex- yeah because I mean he's. A, we know he's going to be excited looking at the different retailers and stuff like that what toys they have to sell and everything like that men and loincloths right, Ooh, uh, right. we tried to get him excited about uh, some of the comic creators because there are some E-Man comic creators there there are a good amount of E-Man and yeah, Masters yeah, creators yeah. there oh, this year yeah, so, uh, so we'll see. Um, well, he's not staying too long anyway. I don't think he's staying the whole convention. Oh, okay. I think they're uh, maybe a day or so, and then they're booking to uh,
0: Disneyland. Okay. I think. So um, what's really the most magical place, Baltimore <laughs> Comic Con or Disneyland? They'll have to let us know. <laughs> All right, we've a comparison. Hooters. You better go to Star Tours. Hooters. 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 Yeah, Hooters. <laughs> have a magical place. They'll
1: have to go to Star Tours and maybe uh, run yeah. for the money. I'm looking forward to, uh, hanging out with everyone, uh, celebrating episode 200, kind of reflecting back on the past conventions and, uh, past episodes and just like, it was cool. Like, I think Travis, you mentioned it earlier. Like the picture we took last year with every, like, as many of them oh, up there's, there's our, uh, navigation, Karen, but, uh, my <laughs> care. Like the picture of, of where we had almost everyone in it, it was like that was cool because it was like all of us kind of came together right. and started going to this convention. It's just built up every year, and uh, I know there's supposed to be a few other people. I think like Andre's supposed to be there. Yes, the yeah. mythical, mythical Andre we right. finally meet. Right. Um So, and I think there's going to be a couple other people. Please
0: keep to left and continue to follow I i I'm hoping.
1: Like past years, maybe there'll be somebody new that I've never that met. Fresh meet Yeah, that never I never knew we was listening to the show or, or anything like that. So um, I think that'll be fun. I'm hoping we'll have a good turnout to record episode two hundred. Like it was a blast last year. We had a really good time last yeah, Um fun. I mean all we need yeah. is, is Rock to huh. do some a little bit of drinking and give Rock a sip. Right. Give him a shot of Long Island Iced Tea and he's off the hook. He, he's good to go. So, uh, we did find out that Shannon will be at the convention this year. I don't know if he'll join us for the recording or not, I know last time he had some business things to do. Uh, He's being a professional. Yes. Um, I know Greg Sheagle, I believe, is supposed to be here. Uh, I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but he said if he was going to be there that he would join us for the episode, so that's pretty cool. but yeah, I, I'm excited about a few creators. You know, uh, unfortunately, a few of them canceled. Uh, no, Jose Garcia Lopez. Son of a.
0: Sucks. Um, so the there good were not... thing about that, though, is I don't have to yell at his handler this year.
1: Yes, and you don't. Uh, unfortunately, Shannon will not have someone to hug this year. That's true. Um, so that'll be a little sad. Uh, Denny O'Neill was supposed to be there, but he canceled. Uh, Mike Mignola was supposed to be there. Uh, so that was a little disappointing, but uh, Scotty Young was a recent addition, so I'm super excited about that because I'm a big fan of his art and uh, his comic, I Hate Fairyland. And uh, I'm trying to think who else uh, is going to be there. But, well, I'll finally get Ed McGinnis because I remembered my absolute edition of Superman Batman. Yeah, he'll be there. Which I forgot it last year, so. Um, the-
0: uh, Linda Carter will be there. Wonder Woman. Yes. That's kind of a dream. One yeah. Day only.
1: <coughs> yeah, but she's having a concert. I'm supposed she's to be a, a concert, singing. yeah. Oh, and
0: Frank Miller's there today. Right, yes. Right now. Right now, Frank Miller is
1: there. For or, uh, for $500, yes. you get his autograph. Yeah. I so I I did not bring anything for Frank Miller. I no. can't imagine there's a long line for Frank Miller, considering the cost, but... Um, look well, good for him. Yeah, you know, hey, you can get you the money. some out there. Uh, we know Tom King will be there. Who? That, that Batman writer. Oh yeah, that guy. Vision. <laughs> right. You um, know, uh, wherever Tom is, Chris Campbell will be very close. Bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I have, you know, I have some comics I'm gonna be looking for. I have some action figures. To, I'm really gonna be looking for the, the three action figures I need to find at this convention. Are the Ghostbuster. Diamond Select Ghostbusters figures that finish off the rooftop scene. Uh, the comic shop that I originally ordered them from closed,
0: Astards. and they canceled my order
1: and didn't tell me. Uh,
0: Jerk. So, yeah,
1: and then Guess they didn't take your money. No, they did not. And then the uh, the new comic shop that I go to, it was too late for them to order it for me, so. Like hit the,
0: hit the previews booth first. They may have them on a, a clearance or a discount. Yeah, they might. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. The tri- previews booth always has good stuff. A good amount of stuff for yeah.
1: cheap. Absolutely. You can get them through DCBS. Yeah. So, well, I can't get them through DCBS anymore. No. But yeah. But yeah, I figure someone will have them here. So probably. But that rooftop scene is just three small pieces away from being completed. So the completest mentality is taking over well it's one of those things like that whole build the figure thing it's like I've got all the pieces except these three pieces so and that rooftop scene is like a good two three feet wide nice it's huge so huge huge like my schwanz huge wow what (laughs) um yeah we've had some disturbing talks coming from the backseat
0: during this drive so just so all the listeners know we are in in the vehicle today. The vehicle is a mullet. The business is up front with Ryan and Nick and the party is in the back with Chuck and I. So we are in the mullet <laughs> mobile.
1: Bullet I've Look. heard I've heard things about fudge packing and uh, liquid lava. So like hot
0: liquid hot lava. Hot liquid lava, yeah. Just because Taco Bell has lava tacos and it's really hot and hot fries, these guys are taking it way out
1: of... I just context. heard hot liquid, hot liquid lava going down the throat and stuff, so... It's not good. Not good it was though. coming up the throat from the
0: hot fries.
1: <laughs> yeah, coming up, yeah.
0: Not going down. Uh, acid reflux. Right. That's guess, fake news, Nick. You know, fake guess, news. No, yes. Yeah. No All of this is fake there. news.
1: <laughs> fake news. So, um... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't like <laughs> See you there.
0: <laughs> be there or be square. So... <laughs> By the time they hear this, it's going to be over as
1: uh, well. yeah, Ryan there. posts it immediately tonight. No, I will not be posting it immediately like tonight. To, I have to get the other episodes out. <laughs> the that, be, that lead Let's up go. to this. Well, I got sick. I'm sorry. It was tough to record anything when, no, you, excuses. Excuses. when you can't talk. Not when you yeah. have fans waiting. I know. Um, I'm a huge disappointment. Speaking of fans, can we kick the AC up? Just, just to Jesus you. Christ, you bunch of little babies. <laughs> it's back here. Chuck, he's a hot back. There it's we go. Like, oh yeah. I can go. I'll just I'll just freeze. All right, everybody. So it's time for the second part of episode 199. Uh, I knew when I got back from the Baltimore trip that the car ride recording that we did was relatively short. And while that probably would be fine for episode 199, you know, just to kind of get let's get on, let's get into episode 200. uh, I didn't want it to be that short. So I thought about what could I do? We could do another episode or record something else and throw it in there. Um, But I thought I would do something, I don't want to say necessarily special, but something that brings something back for one more time or or just to kind of give you guys a taste of it again. And that's something that I do with the Patreon members. What I do every month or try to do every single month is go through the previews catalog. So it was previews in the half shell, is what we've always called it. That's what we still call it. But I haven't really been doing that as a regular thing for the regular show. And I told you guys I wasn't going to be doing that. That it was going to be something that I would take with me over to the Patreon episodes. And I've had a lot of fun doing those, and the patrons seem to really enjoy them. And But I wanted to give you guys uh, an idea of what they hear. Uh, now, I probably won't go into as much depth as I usually do on the pa- actual Patreon episodes, but usually what I do is I go through the catalog, I talk about what's coming out, and also what things I'm reading. It gives you an idea of what I'm reading. So it's not only a previews episode, but it's also like an ammo dump episode. Uh, and I know Rock in the past uh, named the whole ammo dump because he wanted to know what other things we were reading that we were enjoying. And uh, outside of just the Joe's title. So that's kind of what these previews episodes have become. They've become not only a way to talk about stuff that's coming out that I'm interested in, but it also is a way for me to tell you guys Hey, here's something I'm actually currently reading and really like or here's something I read and really didn't like. Uh kind of gives you guys a heads up on some of that stuff. Um so that's what I'm going to do for this and I decided to make this one part of the regular episodes because number one again, I needed something for episode 199 to kind of give you guys your your due. I mean, really just to give you guys a full episode, give you something more than just what we recorded in that car. Um But also wanted to give you guys an idea of what you would hear if you do become a Patreon member. Uh, Again, it's only $3 a month to get access to all of the extra content. If you want to do more, that's great. I greatly appreciate it. Um, But to give you guys an idea of some of the things, I think I mentioned it previously, but some of the things that the Patreon members have helped me be able to do is, number one, they've helped me with the cost of doing the show because I do have a yearly cost I have to pay for. Uh, They've helped me Being able to set up things like uh, a Skype account that where I could have somebody call in to me or I could call out to them to just a regular phone number, which has been very helpful uh, because that's how I was able to get the toys that made us episode done uh, because they needed a phone number to call. So uh, that was going to cost me, but Patreon's uh, donations allowed me to not have to take that cost on myself. I've also been able to buy a recorder off of Travis uh, for when I'm going to conventions. I can do interviews. Uh, And then in the new year, uh, what the Patreon members are going to be helping me uh, with cost-wise is, you know, I'm going to look to – right now I'm recording videos using my iPhone. I would love to be able to have an actual camera that can do videos and everything else, and those are very expensive. So it's going to take me a, a while to get the funds to pay for that. Uh, especially with where the current fund donation is at. So there's a lot of things that Patreon does for me to help me do stuff for you guys. Uh, uh, Like I said, I mentioned in the past that all the money would be going towards the show, and that's where all the money has been going. It's been going right towards the show, investing in things to make the show better, allow me to put out more content for you guys and everything else. And uh, so I wanted to give you guys an idea of what you would hear in those episodes uh, I also wanted to do this episode because there's the new G.I. Joe title coming out that Shannon's working on, which is G.I. Joe versus Six Million Dollar Man. And I really wanted to promote this title, not only because Shannon's awesome and his artwork's awesome. So I, I really want to promote him, of course, but also because of everything that happened with Aubrey Sitterson. I was like, you know what, here's a G.I. Joe title that's going to be coming out that's brand new and it's something a little bit different. And I want to make sure we're giving it its full support to show IDW that, see, you can put out a G.I. Joe title that is true to the characters and everything else that the fans will actually buy and support. So that was another reason for doing this. Um, So there's, like I said, there was really essentially three reasons. There was to give you guys more content for episode 189, to give you guys an idea of what you can hear on the Patreon side of things. And then also to really support a G.I. Joe title, especially a G.I. Joe title that Shannon's going to be working on. So um, the other thing I wanted to make you guys aware of when it comes to the Patreon side of things is one of the things I asked them is what is something that would would have enticed you to join or what is something that you would like to have since you're a patron? Like, is there anything that I could be doing that you would like? And one of the things that was mentioned to me was Well, it would be kind of cool, and I think it might entice more people to want to join if they got the episodes earlier than everybody else. So what I'm going to be doing is after episode 200, so not episode 200. Episode 200 is going to come out on January 5th, which will be the eight-year anniversary of doing Star Joes. So not only is it going to be episode 200, which is monumental, but it's also going to be... uh, on the eight-year anniversary of doing this podcast. I cannot believe I've been doing this podcast for eight years, and it's so awesome, and I cannot thank you guys all enough for the support and listening and interacting and all that type of stuff. Um, and just to let you know, in episode 200, it is our recording in Baltimore, uh, which we were all in a room, all of us that were there, and we did a recording. Uh, I haven't even started editing it yet, so I don't know how good quality is on that. But then on... Also, part of that is going to be our Star Wars The Last Jedi review, which was Robert, myself, and our buddy Eric, uh, who's a member of the 501st. Three of us got together one night recently and we recorded, and I think we did two and a half hours just talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, that two and a half hours plus, I think we did about an hour or more in Baltimore. Is all going to be part of episode 200, so it's going to be a huge episode, which I'm so glad about because episode 200 should be a big episode uh, for you guys to listen to. Um, but yeah, so this episode will come out, then episode 200 should come out on the fifth, and uh, but then on with starting with episode 201, what will happen is the episodes will be released first to patron members, uh, like a probably two or three days before it gets released to everybody. So. You're not going to have to wait too long for the episode to come out, but if you're a Patreon member, you will get access to the episodes a little sooner. So uh, it's the least I can do for them. Uh, and like I said, that doesn't mean that you guys aren't going to have access to them. It just means that if you're not a patron, that you'll wait a couple days uh, before it actually gets released out to you. So um, so that's kind of where things are right now. Um, and, I, again, I wanted to thank all of you guys because I don't think I can do it thank you guys enough times. And I mentioned it in episode 200 multiple times, both when I was with Robert and Eric and also when we were in the hotel room in Baltimore. But, you know, this show would not have gone on for eight years if it wasn't for you guys. Like, I get a lot of credit from from a lot of you guys, and I get a lot of credit from my co host saying, like, this show, like, that I help the show continue this long. And, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that, obviously, because I have to arrange episodes and and do recordings and do editing and all that type of stuff, and then I've been branching out to other things like the YouTube and Patreon and everything else. And I love doing all that stuff, so it it is a labor of love. But there's no way I would have been able to keep doing this show as long as I have been doing it. If I wasn't getting the support from you guys, if I if I wasn't seeing how many downloads even there were. So even if you're not someone that's interacted with me in the past or interacted with the show in the past, the fact that you you're listening is enough to get me going. And those of you that do interact with me, that those of you that do talk with me, I'll get private messages on Facebook. I'll get uh, text messages for those that uh, know me personally and and will text me and everything. Uh, and just to let you know, those that know me personally and will text me are people that I've gotten to know very well from doing the show and I felt comfortable enough giving my number or I've met them in person and gave them my phone number uh, to interact with them. Uh, like maybe I met them at a convention and hung out with them for a while. And so I was like, yeah, let's you know exchange numbers or whatever. Um, you know, people have met, messaged me through Instagram. People have messaged me through um, Twitter the Twitter account and everything else it and or emails and stuff like that. It's been awesome. And just, you know, when those days come where it's, and we all have them with everything we do, no matter how much you love something, there comes those days where you're just like, I don't really feel like doing this right now. Or is it time to stop doing this? Um, you guys really make me realize every single day, like if you're even just being active on the Facebook page or something that, yeah, there's no need to ever end this. Like, it's something I thoroughly enjoy doing. It's something I love, the interaction with you guys. And if that interaction wasn't there, it would be so much harder to keep doing this. Uh, Or they would be coming out so less frequent than they have been, especially less frequent than they have been lately. I know that the episodes were only coming out like once a month there for a little while uh, this year. And, And it was just things were going on, and it was sometimes tough to get, Stuff going or recording wise and everything else. And I was dragging my, I'll honestly say I was dragging my feet on some things, but I wanted to make sure that December made up for that and let you guys know that I am not stopping anytime soon. I am planning on getting one of my New Year's resolutions is to get episodes out on a more consistent basis, get back to doing at least two of the free episodes uh, out. A month, you know, at least two episodes a month. Uh, getting YouTube videos out about three to four times a month, getting if not more than that, because uh, I'm finding it easier and easier to do the editing on those and just getting stuff out. Um, getting the Patreon episodes out at least once a month, if not twice a month, uh, and get branching out beyond just the previews catalogs when it comes to those episodes. I did the Green Lantern episode and it was awesome. I love doing it and I got a lot of great feedback and I want to get back to finish that story arc that I started with with that. So um, there was a lot of cool insights with, with the first issue that I covered. So um, I'm just really grateful for everybody out there. And I really, really appreciate it. And like you said, it might seem long-winded that I'm thanking you so much, but it you have no idea how much it means. I mean, I'm a everyday guy who has an everyday job and just loves this stuff. Like, just really enjoys all you know comics so much, enjoys these 80s properties so much, loves Star Wars and G.I. Joe and Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Voltron and Thundercats and He Man and Visionaries and Centurions and you know Star Yours and uh, Go Bots and uh, you know, and yes, Gem and Sectars and Back to the Future and Ghostbusters and all of this stuff that, and muppets and all, you know all of that stuff like I've always loved those things and it's been awesome to be able to like put myself out there and have you guys enjoy hearing all of this stuff and having you guys come along for the ride how many times i've had guest hosts on and listeners on and everything else it's been so much fun and you guys make that make it worth it I mean, you really do make it worth it. So um, I know you're going to hear me thank you guys a whole lot in episode 200. I I believe my memory serves me right. But like I said, uh, going for eight years is just mind-boggling to me. And going on 200 episodes is also mind-boggling. Like I never thought when we started this, when Chuck and I started this thing, I never thought, we weren't sure we were going to get to episode 10. Like, we weren't sure we were going to get past the first episode. Like, we did the first episode, and it was just like, okay, that was awesome. And like, are like, okay, let's, we're going to do this again. And then we got the episode out there, and people actually responded to it and stuff. And that was so cool. And then it just snowballed. And there's so many of you guys out there that I would not know without doing this show. And that would be a shame, because those of you that I've gotten to know and have met met in person or met virtually or whatever interacted with you are I don't have words about how awesome you guys have been like you guys are all cool you're all fun to talk with and interact with and um and I really appreciate it and and what you guys think of me has been awesome as well so I really appreciate that as well like you guys have always been supportive you know the amount of work I put into doing this show um and and I, I, I don't see an end in sight so uh, I am very grateful to have done 200 episodes. I am very grateful to have you guys along for the ride. I'm very grateful that the show is expanding out into these other things like YouTube and patreon and everything to be able to provide even more content um, and I'm having a blast doing it. so uh, stay tuned for even more stuff like I, there's just so many things that 2018 can bring and you know i can tell you this much for sure is that i'm gonna reach 10 years so i i don't have any intention of it ending at 10 years but you know we're already at eight years of doing the show i'm definitely going to be going into 10 at least 10 years of doing the show uh and hopefully well beyond that but uh that's like my target right now it's like okay I'm at eight years. Got to get to ten years, and that ten-year episode, I got—I got to think of something big for that. I just got to think of something big for it. So I don't know what I'm gonna do, um, but I'm gonna try over the next couple of years. I'm gonna to try to figure out something really good. So, so stay tuned for that. Um, but the reason that I'm here is to go through the previous catalog. Now these are the issues that are gonna be coming out in February. Uh, so, this is the, cap, the December catalog for issues to come out in February. You will still be able to pre order all these things. I know this episode will probably come out right at the end of December or beginning of January. Um, but you'll still be able to get all of these, pre order these through your comic shop. There's plenty of time to do so if, if anything I mention is of interest to you. So, uh, the first thing uh, we're going to go through the Marvel catalog. And first thing I'm going to mention is X Men Red. So, we've had X Men Gold and X Men Blue, which was awesome. Now we have X-Men Red, and X-Men Red spins right out of the whole Phoenix Resurrection storyline, and it's being—it's a team that's being led by Jean Grey, who is back, and it looks like we have Nightcrawler on the team, and we have um, the new Wolverine, uh, which is X-23, Laura. Uh, she's on the team, and we have uh, Namor on the team. So we've brought back namor and we have a character named uh gentle who is a is a newer but as a newer x-men but he's been around for a while and then there was two other characters and i can't remember what their names were but they're newer characters um but they sounded interesting one of them was like the brother of laura i i believe i can't really remember um and he actually appeared in all new x-men So, and it's not, uh, Dakin, uh, I know that might be your first instinct that it's Dakin, but it's not. So, um, then going into the next thing we have here is Dr. Strange Damnation. It's part one of five. This actually crosses over into the main Dr. Strange title. I have really been enjoying the Dr. Strange title, especially when Jason Aaron was on it. Jason Aaron is off of it. Um, and I haven't read the issues since he's been off of it. I have the issues, um, but I haven't read those, which is, just to let you know, warn you ahead of time, that is a theme oftentimes that you hear in the Patreon episodes is that there's certain titles I haven't read because I'm just behind on them or I haven't ca- caught up. Uh, in 2018, one of my goals is to get caught up on Star Joe's titles. So I'm going to get caught up on all of my Star Joe's titles. I'm going to aggressively be tackling those. And then I've been working on getting caught up on other titles, my especially my Marvel and my DC stuff, so that I can keep up with that stuff. Um, but for a while, I am going to be behind on some things, uh, and it's always entertaining to hear me say where I'm at on certain titles and everything. Uh, with Doctor Strange, I am just up to and just finished the Jason Aaron stuff. So I still... And I read all of the stuff where it was tied into Secret Empire. Um but I need to get more caught up on that one a little bit. Uh, But I've enjoyed what I've read so far. Uh, And then we have Avengers No Surrender, uh, issues 679, 680, 681, and 682. Something I mentioned in the uh, earlier Patreon episodes is that uh, Avengers is going to weekly, at least for this No Surrender storyline. I don't know if they're going to continue weekly after this or not but at least for this storyline they are going weekly so it's it'll be tough to keep up with that but I'm going to really try because it's a storyline I'm very interested in. Speaking of storylines I'm very interested in is uh, Invincible Iron Man number 597 it's the search for Tony Stark part 5 so I picked up this storyline with the you know the renumbering that they did. I'm not the biggest Iron Man fan. Uh, I typically only like Iron Man kind of like how I like my Wolverine. And I mentioned this in the Patreon episodes. I like Wolverine when typically when he's part of a team. I usually am not big when it's just him. I like it when he's part of the X-Men. Uh, same thing with Iron Man. I'm not the biggest Iron Man fan. But when I do read Iron Man, I usually like I like Iron Man when he's part of the Avengers. Like If I read an Avengers title and iron man's in there i'm happy if he's not in there i'm like oh it feels like something's missing um but i'm not the biggest fan when it comes to just iron man himself but i have picked up titles here and there that were just iron man and i really enjoyed them this is one of them right now i'm reading search for tony stark uh it's f- mostly focused on mary jane watson and tony stark's mom trying to find him which is obviously the name of the title so it's very interesting. It does have Dr. Doom appearing in it, who has picked up the mantle of uh, Iron Man to try to redeem himself. Uh, so he appears in it a bit. Ironheart appears in it, which is Riri Williams. Um, and uh, she's a really cool character. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, I really like the storyline so far. It's obviously leading up to issue 600. Obviously something big will probably happen in 600. So I'm interested to see what that will be. Uh, We also have Captain America 698 out of Time Part 1. This is Mark Wade and Chris Samney. Uh, And obviously this is leading up to something big with issue 700. Um, But, man, I am loving the Captain America. I have only read two issues so far. That's all it's been out so far. But it is my favorite title right now, like of all comics right now, it is my favorite title. It's my certainly my favorite version of Captain America. It is certainly my favorite Marvel title. Um, but it is my favorite comic title right now. Um, I absolutely love it and I feel like I'm going to continue loving it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. So jumping ahead a little bit we have the Incredible Hulk. Uh, number 713, this is Part 5 of Return to Planet Hulk. This was one I wasn't sure about. I picked it. I picked up the first part because of the title and because of the creative team. So the title is Return to Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk is one of those titles that I absolutely love. I, again, much like Iron Man, I am not a big Hulk fan. In fact, I really Hulk really isn't a character that appeals to me at all. Uh, very rarely do I read a storyline that I like the Hulk. In. uh but Planet Hulk was awesome. I absolutely loved it, and I actually really enjoyed World War Hulk. Um so I did not care for Amadeus Cho as being the Hulk. I've been reading him in Champions, and he's been okay, but it's just I'm just he's not the one I'm interested in that title at all. Um so I wasn't looking forward to this, but I was like, okay, it's Greg Pak and Greg Land, and that's the team that did Planet Hulk. So let me give this a try. And I actually really, really enjoyed it. So, um, so far, I, I only read the first issue, the first part so far. I do have part two, have not read it yet. I just got it because my comic shop sold out. And so this issue arrived. Uh, someone had sent it to me, uh, which was awesome. So uh, very, very grateful for that. So I can read part two. Um, then going into, let's see, we're going to jump Quite a bit ahead, and we have Old Man Hawkeye, part two uh, of twelve, and this is a prelude to the whole Old Man Logan. It's not the same creative team, uh, but it is definitely something that I'm very interested in. Uh, It's got the art is by Marco uh, uh, Chichetto, uh, or He does, you know, I I know his artwork. It's very good when you see the covers and knowing that he did the covers and he's doing the interior. It's like it looks gorgeous. I'm really looking forward to reading the storyline uh, and finding out, like, this is all a prelude to Old Man Logan. So I'm interested to find out what happened to the heroes and everything else and dealing with Hawkeye. Um, no surprise with Black Panther movie coming out. We got a whole slew of Black Panther comics that are coming out. You have a Black Panther annual. You have the main Black Panther series. We have Black Panther, The Sound and the Fury, which is a uh, story with it's a one-shot story with uh, Black Panther going up against Claw, which is what's going to happen in the movie. Uh, We have The Secret Origins of Black Panther, part one, uh, or part two, actually come out in February. Part one will be in January. So no surprise with the movie coming out that they have a whole lot planned there. A uh, couple other issues that I really, really, I've read the the first issues that came out so far and really loved them. So first, there's Tales of Suspense, which is dealing with the return of Black Widow. Uh, she, quote-unquote, died in Secret Empire, and uh, but Hawkeye believes that she's still out there. Uh, he sees evidence that shows that she's probably still out there, and he teams up with Winter Soldier. They come across each other and, and everything, so it The first issue was really good. It's like good espionage, good, you know, action happening, good mystery going on. Really good uh, story. Um, Then we have Marvel 2-in-1 Part 3 coming out in February. Again, read the first issue. It's Chip Zdarsky writing. And uh, it had Jim Chung doing the uh, first issue, interior art. looks like we have interior art by uh, Valerio Ashidi. And I know his art, and um, I assume it's a he, and he's very good as well. But it's a shame that Jim Chung couldn't continue doing his artwork. He's he's just not good with a month-to-month title. Um, And I'm sure they didn't want this to fall behind. But this is The Fate of the Four. It's dealing with The Thing and Johnny Storm. And um, like I said, the first issue was so good. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. Um, a title that I just found humorous, I'm not planning on getting this, but I'm like Lockjaw number one, and it's number one of four, this isn't even a one-shot. Um, I have zero interest in this title, (laughs) um, I like the character Lockjaw, the dog, you know, you know, he serves his purpose, but not a character I ever need to read a story of just him, let alone four issues of him, um. I don't know, it seems so ridiculous to me. Um, Going into some good stuff, though, we have Infinity Countdown, Adam Warlock number one. Now, I mentioned in the last Patreon episode that Guardians of the Galaxy number 150, there was going to be 150 and 151. And from what I heard, issue number 151 was canceled, I think, and it was showing Adam Warlock in those issues. I have a feeling they canceled that, but that Infinity Countdown Adam Warlock number one is actually, was actually Guardians of the Galaxy 151. So that's my guess. And uh, then we also have Infinity Countdown Prime number one, and it's like the countdown begins. So um, this is going to be a big event that's going to be going on, and uh, it's the big cosmic event that's going to be going on. So I'm really looking forward to that. I love Marvel cosmic stuff. Uh, and have been thoroughly enjoying it since uh, Annihilation that came out years ago. So um, Then there's this one insert in here that says, Where is Wolverine? Find him in post credit scenes at the end of key Marvel titles starting this January. So at the end of The Whole Secret Empire, we saw that the Wolverine that we knew, uh, that we believe died in Death of Wolverine, is back. And... No one knows why or how it looks like he has an infinity stone uh, or infinity gem. I know they, they've been calling him stones now. Um, but I'm assuming these little post-credit scenes are, are kind of explaining where he's been or something along those lines or where he's going, what its purpose is, how did he return, all that fun stuff. I am, And they don't even tell you which issues he's going to be appearing in. Which is kind of crappy, but I'm sure we're going to get a list of, hey, here's all that as we get into or close to February, they're probably going to certainly give a list of here's all the issues he's going to appear in. I'm not planning on buying those issues unless I'm already getting the issue. Um, It's just it's something I probably would have done in the past, but. They're gonna, they're gonna come out with a trade that has all of them in it as one big storyline. You know they're gonna do that. If they don't, I would be shocked. I would be floored if Marvel didn't do that. So I'll just wait till that trade comes out and then I'll read it that way. Um, jumping ahead to some Star Wars stuff, we have Star Wars Thrawn, number one of six. Now there was the novel Thrawn that came out, and I've started reading it, I haven't gotten all the way through it, but I really enjoyed what I've been reading, and it's Thrawn's origin, this is also Thrawn's origin, so I don't know if this is like an adaptation, it doesn't say it's an adaptation of of that, but um, it just, it talks about it being his, his origin and everything else, so uh, oh, wait, actually, it does say it's a follow the comic adaptation of Timothy Zahn's New York Times bestselling novel about Thron's rise in the imperial rank. So it's it's a six issue adaptation of that novel. So I was wrong. It is it is completely an adaptation, which is really cool because they've done that before with like Air of the Empire and all that type of stuff. Now I will say with this comic being six issues, it is very very likely. Uh, in fact, I guarantee it very abbreviated, edited version of the novel. Like, you're not going to get all that you would have gotten in the novel in this, but it's still awesome that they're going to uh, do an adaptation of it. So if you're someone that isn't really into reading books, but you like reading comics and you wanted to read that story, you'll get it for yourself there. Uh, We have Star Wars Poe Dameron, number 24, uh, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 17, and Star Wars number 43. I am currently up to date on Star Wars. I and this ends the uh, Ashes of Jedha, uh storyline, which you know ties the you know Luke, Leia, Han, all that to the Rogue One era, era stuff. Like as far as like obviously post Rogue One, but uh, it deals with some of the same characters and everything else that you see in had seen in Rogue One, like some of the survivors that you saw in Rogue One. The Poe Dameron series I'm getting caught up on. I am around issue 11 or 12 of that right now. This is obviously soliciting number 24. It's one of those titles that, I, like I said, I'm getting myself caught up because it's a Star Joes title. It's one of my goals to get caught up on all my Star Joes reading. Uh, Dr. Afra is the same way. Dr. Afra, I'm, I'm more current on her than than I am with Poe. But both series I do enjoy when I sit down to read them. I just haven't sat down and chunk read them to get caught up. So uh, Then we have Darth Vader. I am completely caught up on Darth Vader, uh, and it's been really awesome. And with this, we have issues 11 and 12, where there's a bounty on Vader's head, which I think that should be very interesting. Charles Soule has been doing a great job. I was very nervous because I thought Karen Gillan did such a good job with the previous Vader series. I didn't know how Charles Soule was going to do, but Charles Soule has been knocking out of the park. I really love what he's been doing. Uh, We also have Thanos, the Infinity Siblings, uh, original graphic novel hardcover. This is uh, Jim Starlin and Alan Davis working on this. So the storyline is going to be crazy wacky, awesome Marvel cosmic stuff, and the art is going to be gorgeous. And it's the first volume in a new trilogy. It looks like... Uh, Thanos is going to have to rely on his brother, which is Star Fox. Um, I think I'm remembering his name right. But, uh, yeah, it should be awesome. It looks like it's dealing with Kang the Conqueror. It, there's, there's multiverse stuff going on. Um, it, it's going to be good. It's really I'm so looking forward to that. Um, then we have uh, some trades. We have uh, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, the Clone Wars Volume 2 trade paperback. This gives you Star Wars Republic issues 55 through 67, Star Wars Darth Maul, Death Sentence issues 1 through 4, and material from Star Wars Tales number 22. Um, so I've been getting these epic collections. Even though I have all of the issues that are in these epic collections, it's nice having the trades. It's nice you know, being able to access them that way. Um, I'll never get rid of my issues, but having the trades is still really cool. Uh, then we also have Star Wars Volume 7, The Ashes of Jeddah. So this is... Kieran Gillian taking over uh, the Star Wars title after Jason Aaron had it. And what I just mentioned earlier, as far as it was the conclusion there, well, evidently as soon as that st- that issue ends, the trade is going to come out. So um, if you're someone that's waiting for the trade, that's what you can do. I did mention in the um, Patreon episodes that I like what Kieran Gillian has been doing with Star Wars. I don't like it as much as I've liked Jason Aaron's run. Uh I still think it's very good. I think it, it's very enjoyable to read, but if I'm comparing the two, I would say Jason Aaron's did a much, is, had did a better job. No, i didn't say much better job, but did a better job than Karen Gillen's been doing, and, which is a shame because I really loved Kieran, like Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader. I liked way better than Jason Aaron's Star Wars, but now that Kieran Gillen is doing Star Wars, I like Jason Aaron's version of Star Wars, or, or, of the stuff he did for Star Wars better. So, um, you know, just, you know, some creators are just destined to write certain certain characters. So, um, going into the main previews catalog here, um, when it comes to Dark Horse, very rarely is there stuff in Dark Horse that I am interested in anymore now that they don't have Star Wars. Um, that's actually Dark Horse stuff. So, like there'll be occasionally some Hellboy things, which is very Dark Horse's one of Dark Horse's biggest things. Um, and I'll usually get like the library editions now because they are so awesome. And I really do love Hellboy stories. Um, but the library editions are just awesome. These awesome hardcover collections. Um, but usually the other stuff that I like is like Tomb Raider, which is not necessarily Dark Horse. They, they own the property. I mean, in Star Wars, wasn't theirs either, but um, they own the property to do the comics for. And so I've enjoyed those. Um, but typically, the other stuff that I enjoy is the stuff that is related to like video games or movies or whatever, where they do like the art of this, or they've been doing the He-Man uh, collections. Which I will say, uh, my, one of my coworkers got me the Masters of the Universe He-Man Masters of the Universe um, mini, uh, the, not the mini comics collection, but the newspaper collection hardcover. Uh, for Christmas, and that was super awesome. Adrian, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. Uh, she's one of my peers I work with, and, and she knows all this stuff that I love. And um, so for Christmas this year, she was like, she was like, I hope you don't have this already. And I opened it up, and it was that, and it was it was awesome. So, um, and Dark Horse did that. So uh, the thing they have coming out in February that I'm very interested in is the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia. So this is the third volume of a th- of a three volume collection that they did. They did one that was uh, Hyrule Historia, which was the history of Hyrule, and, and it involved like all the games and and everything else in the mythology of Zelda. The second one was the Art and Artifacts, which dealt with all the art and items and everything else that was in the history of Legend of Zelda. So you had all this beautiful artwork in there and everything else. This is The Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia. This focuses on the very first game of Legend of Zelda that's created the whole universe, and it goes in detail about all the different characters and all the different history and all the things that made this video game awesome uh, and started this whole legend. And uh, there's two versions of this. There's the normal hardcover edition that goes with the other two hardcovers that they did, and then there is the Deluxe Edition, which looks like the original Legend of Zelda video game. And it's got a slip case that makes it look like the case that the, a Nintendo game would slip into. Um, and there's some bonus material and everything else in this Deluxe Edition. So um, I definitely am going to be getting the, the gold uh, book that looks just like the video game cartridge. I cannot wait to crack into that. Uh, jumping into DC, uh, there is Dark Knights Metal number six, which is the conclusion to the Dark Knight, Dark Knights Metal storyline, which I have really been enjoying. This is a very dark version. I know it's called Dark Knights, but this is a very dark version type story. Like this, like, it's grim and it's gritty without it being forced grim and gritty. It's not like, oh, we're gonna make our heroes and our villains very dark. Like it's not like that. It's like this is some twisted stuff that DC actually did for this storyline, and I am loving it so much. They did a horrible job marketing this. Like so bad. People didn't know what it was. People were like, you know what, I'm not interested. This doesn't it just seems bizarre. That I don't really even know what it is. Uh, I'm not going to pick it up. And then people started picking it up and started talking about it. And people that weren't interested were like, wait a minute, what are you reading? And we were telling them. And it was like, oh, my God. And then the the one-shots came out. And the one-shots that told the origins of some of these dark versions of Batman were so good. Um, And they became in high demand. I am really looking forward to seeing how this thing ends. I hope it ends as well as it's been as it's been going on, so, uh, Doomsday Clock, number four, comes out in February, I picked up Doomsday Clock, number one, read that, I do have Doomsday Clock, number two, I have not read it yet, I just picked it up, um, but, number one, for me, when I first read it, I was, like, a little underwhelmed with it, I was like, okay, and, I think it was because, number one, I had expectations going into it, which is kind of what's happened with Star Wars The Last Jedi. Is A lot of people went into that movie with expectations of what they thought they were going to see or what they wanted to see, and that's not what they got. So people were pissed off. And and I've noticed that with a lot of the people that told me they didn't like it. It's like, well, I wanted to know this, and I wanted to know that, and I didn't find this out, and this didn't happen the way I wanted it to, and everything else. Those are the people that have been very upset with Star Wars The Last Jedi. People who've gone into Star Wars: The Last Jedi and just been like, "All right, show me what you got," have generally come out of it going, "Okay, that was pretty awesome." Like, yeah, there's stuff people haven't liked, and there's stuff I haven't liked, but um, and that's kind of what happened with Doomsday Clock. I was one of the people that went into it going, "I have expectations. I have, I want something to grab me. I want something to just like, you've been building up to this, so I want that first issue to just knock knock me in the teeth," and that didn't happen. And so I was like, eh, it was okay. I then took those expectations away because now I knew what to, what to expect and went back and reread the issue. And I really loved it. I thought it was really, really well done. Once I took my baggage away of what I was expecting and what I wanted them to do, then I was like, you know what? This was actually really well done. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. So looking forward to reading the issue too uh then we have the brave and the bold batman and wonder woman number one by liam sharp he is actually writing drawing doing the covers everything on this and that's awesome Uh, i really liked liam sharp's artwork on wonder woman so i'm glad he's gonna get a chance to kind of do his own Uh, i think it's gonna be a mini series yeah it's one of six uh i don't know how his writing is i've never read anything by him but his artwork is beautiful and the cover of this first issue looks beautiful with Batman and Wonder Woman teaming up, I'm really looking forward to it. Another thing I'm really looking forward to when it comes to DC is Green Lantern Earth 1 Volume 1 hardcover. I have been loving the Earth 1 stories. Um, I think all of them have been great. There's some different takes on characters, which causes some people to not like them. But I thought they I really enjoyed all of them so far. And, of course, Green Lantern. I am a huge Green Lantern fan, as you all know. So, I am really looking forward to this one. Definitely some different takes on Green Lantern from what we all know. But that's the idea behind it. It's Earth-1. It's it's a different Earth. So, there's going to be different takes. Uh, Then we have here uh, Action Comics number 1,080 Years of Superman Hardcover. So, this is not Action Comics number 1,000. So, just want to make that very clear. Uh, people, you know, I, at least I don't believe this is the actual number one thousand. Um, this says it's on sale on April eleventh. It's three hundred eighty-four pages. It is a hardcover. I th- maybe it is the actual number one thousand. I don't know. My get my thought was that this was like. Celebrating 80 years of Superman and everything else, but maybe it's the actual 1,000. If it's not coming out till April, um, but this is you know people were saying like oh it's gonna be thirty dollars and blah 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 and that was upsetting people. Um, it's it's a 1,000th issue. <laughs> it I, I understand that's very expensive. I'm not knocking that at all. Um, I my guess is that DC will come out with because it's probably gonna have a lot of bonus material in this thing and everything else that. Maybe DC will come out with a version when this issue comes out that is just, it's either going to be the paperback version, which will be cheaper, or it'll be just the, the new story that's in there, because I'm sure there's going to be reprinted stuff in here and everything else. I mean, there's just tons of stuff in here. So um, I don't, and, I, and again, I'm not sure if this is the actual number 1,000th issue or if this is just something that is a, companion to the thousandth issue, um, because Action Comics number 997 and 998 are solicited here, um, and I know issue 999 is solicited for in the next catalog, um, so I don't know, I don't know, we'll see, um, I'll get it, I'm getting it anyway, so, um, again, Comics never reached issue 1000 before that, so. Uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number, uh, or two, number four, uh, I got the first issue of this so far, I have not read it yet, I'm really looking forward to it, I really enjoyed the storyline that was done the first time the crossover happened, so I'm looking forward to this as well. Uh, going into, uh, Batman White Knight I wanted to mention, just because, I mentioned this to the Patreon, patrons before, but, uh, I picked up the first issue just on a whim. It was actually a, I saw issue number two, and they had a second printing of issue number one. And I decided to go ahead and they were side by side. I was like, all right, I've heard nothing but good things about this. So I picked it up, read issues one and two, really loved it. Actually went out and found a first print of issue number one so I could have that um, because I liked it that much. I was like, I want to have the first print. And then uh, I have issue three. I have not read it yet. I just got issue three recently. Uh, we have issue five being solicited here. It's, it's a very unique take. Um, but still familiar. Like it's not, it's, it's just hard to describe, but it's really good. It's really well done. Um, and I would definitely recommend it. Um, we also have here Gotham City Garage numbers nine and 10. This was also one that I picked up on a whim and now I'm so glad I did. And I, it comes out twice a month. It wasn't I believe it was an online thing initially. Um, But it mostly focuses on Kara. uh, And which is Supergirl. Um, But this is a different take. And it seems like as we go on, we start learning about some of the other characters. It's kind of like Mad Max on motorcycles with the DC universe, female characters, Um, some of the male characters, but it's, it's a very different take uh, on things. So With familiar faces, and you know I love alternate reality stuff, so that was really cool. Um, Let's see, going into... Also, I wanted to mention to you guys the Jetsons, because if you've been missing the Fantastic Four, then you should pick up the Jetsons. And I say that because of how they are as a family. Obviously, they don't have superpowers or anything like that, but how they act as a family, and the exploration stuff that they do in science and all that type of stuff... Like, the stuff they get themselves into it's well worth reading it. So, uh, definitely worth picking up. Uh, there's also Dark Days, The Road to Metal hardcover. I don't know if this is really something anyone needs to pick up. If you're interested in metal, I'd wait till the main metal title comes out. But if you're someone that feels like they need something, that explains some things leading up to metal, this might be something to get. The only thing I don't like is the issues that are in it. It's like you have... Final Crisis number six through and seven, which seems weird because you wouldn't know what happened in issues one through five. You have the Return of Bruce Wayne number one, like, but you don't get the other issues after that to show how you know, or I should say, the issues before that to know how he even returned. Um, It's just it's weird, like to pick these issues because I know what when they take place, and what was going on. And I'm like, I feel like you need more than just the issues they're giving you. But I could be wrong. Maybe someone reading that would be like better repaired for metal. Some of the other trades that are coming out, we have uh, Stephanie Brown, Batgirl, Stephanie Brown, Volume 2, which collects the rest of the Stephanie Brown Batgirl series. Uh, absolutely my favorite. Batgirl series that they've ever done. I loved Stephanie Brown, Batgirl. It was uh, written by Brian Q. Miller. Uh, Very good stories, very good art throughout the entire series. Uh, It should be just these two volumes uh, that covers the entire thing. Uh, Then we have Batman and Harley Quinn hardcover. This collects Batman and Harley Quinn digital chapters uh, 1 through 12. It was by Ty Templeton, and the uh, cover was by Ty Templeton as well. Um, and he it, it looks like Batman the Animated Series stuff, so it's very, very interesting to me to want to check that out. Um, some other trades, there's uh, DC Comics, The Art of Darwin Cook trade paperback. I have the hardcover of this. It's awesome. If, you're, if you like Darwin Cook's art, you definitely want to get this. Um, then we have Justice League Task Force Volume 1, Purification Plague. It collects Justice League Task Force issues 1 through 12. I think it went into, like, 20-some issues. It, this might be something I pick up later. It was very, a very 90s-style comic. So, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, you know, it's it's very 90s. Let me put it that way. Um, Then we have Legion of Superheroes Silver Age Omnibus Volume 2. That is very near and dear to me. I love Legion of Superheroes. I have never read some of these really early stories, so this is something I'm very interested in reading. Um, Imaginary Fiends Number 4. I mentioned in the last Patreon episode that I did is I picked up Issue 1 of this because it seemed like something I'd be interested in. It deals with uh, imaginary friends that have some of them have gone bad and there's a government agency that deals with that and they recruit other imaginary friends to help them take down the bad ones. And it's done very well, but it's a very dark version. Uh, So hence why it's called imaginary fiends. Uh, It it is a dark twisted take. So on a lot of stuff like there's death that happens and everything else. So Um, not for the kids, but definitely something awesome for the adults. So. Um, then we have G.I. Joe. Going into IDW, we have G.I. Joe or American Hero, number 249. So it's the penultimate chapter leading to the oversized Issue 250 Blockbuster Extravaganza. <laughs> so uh, it's leading up to the conclusion of Dawn of the Arashikagi. So, um, And then we have G.I. Joe, the Fall of G.I. Joe, which is the Karen Travis series. Uh, this is collected in a, a trade paperback. I really liked what she was doing. I wish she had been given more time to really flesh out all the stuff she was working on. Then, one of the big reasons that I wanted to do this for episode 199, we have GI Joe, a real American hero, versus the Six Million Dollar Man number one. Uh, we this is written by Ryan uh, Ferrier. The art is by Shannon Gallant, and uh, I know the inking is being done by Brian Shearer. Um, and I'm getting, I I know I'm getting more than just the main cover. I'm getting a a couple of the different covers. I know some of the covers were very expensive to try to get to pre-order them. So I didn't get those, but I did get any of the other ones that I could get just because I really want to support this title. Um, and we have, uh, Rom and the Micronauts number three coming out, Transformers versus Visionaries. It's a very unique and interesting take on the visionaries i'm looking forward to reading it uh to see what is done uh i know i will like the artist because i've seen his work before i don't know how much of the mag's writing i've read before some people have pointed out some stuff that she's done before and i and if it's if i'm remembering right it's stuff i've liked before so i'm hoping that this take on the visionaries will be something i enjoy uh we have rom versus the transformers shining armor trade paperback uh, I have not read this yet because, again, I'm behind on my Transformers reading. I'm a little bit behind on my Rom reading, so I will be getting caught up on that. I'll give you guys an idea of, you know, in the future episode, whether it be here or it be on Patreon, as far as like, hey, I'm caught up on this and I, you know, really enjoyed it, and maybe get some spotlights on some of the things that um, that I read, such as, you know, Rom versus the Transformers. We have uh, Optimus Prime annual number two, uh, annual for 2018, not number 2018, uh, uh, the annual for 2018. We have Optimus Prime number 16. um, And we have Lost Light, Transformers Lost Light number 15. And then Transformers Lost Light volume two, which collects issues number seven through 12. Um, The other thing that I see here that I'm really interested in is Ghostbusters annual number, uh, I did it again. Ghostbusters annual of 2018 which has Eric Burnham and Dan Schernig. So the writer Eric Burnham has been doing Ghostbusters for a while and absolutely love his writing. He gets the characters perfectly. Dan Scherning is my favorite Ghostbusters artist like he absolutely captures the characters in such a fun and cartoony way without being too cartoony and still being able to do like creepy ghosts and everything else It's just been awesome. Uh, We have a whole lot of Transformers, or sorry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles goodness going on. We have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 79, which is part four or five of The Invasion of the Triceratons. We have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, universe number 19, which is part one of a two part uh, service animal storyline. Then we have a collection of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe volume three. It's Karai's Path. Uh, which collects the Universe title for issues 11 through 15, and then we have the trade paperback Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Ghostbusters Volume 2, which uh, collects the second volume of of those characters meeting up with each other, which I've really enjoyed. So um, it's a unique and weird combination of characters, but I've really enjoyed those characters coming together. Uh, we have Back to the Future: Tales from the Time Train Number Three. And Gem and the Holograms Dimensions number four. So these both Back to the Future and Gem and the Holograms are both titles I need to get caught up on so I can really talk more knowledgeably about those titles. But I'm glad they're still going on even though they've been doing a couple reboots and everything else. Uh, We have Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. Number one actually will come out in January. I'm going to Plan to read that and potentially do a video review of it, just because I do remember Stretch Armstrong and really enjoying Stretch Armstrong. This is a very different take on Stretch Armstrong, so we'll see if it's any good or not. It seems like it's just a fun thing. So, uh, we have Star Wars Adventures number seven, which seems like it's going to focus on the Rebel crew, uh, the characters from the show Rebels. Um, I mentioned to Rock online; he got some uh, a trade in his loot crate that was Star Wars Adventures. And I was mentioning to him, it is truly an all-ages comic. Like, if you enjoy Rebels, the animated show Rebels, and you enjoy the animated show Clone Wars, which I think both are all-ages, like, I can enjoy it as an adult, and I know kids can enjoy it, that's what Star Wars Adventures is like. Like, it is not dumbed down for kids. It's not overly kitty If you like those animated series, those CG animated series, you will like Star Wars Adventures, uh, at least from the issues I've read. Um, you know, Maybe this issue here will make a liar out of me, who knows, but uh, the issues I've read, I've really enjoyed Star Wars Adventures. Uh, for My Little Pony fans, we have the My Little Pony Omnibus Volume 4 is coming out, and then you have your regular ongoings uh, going on as well. Uh, the other thing coming out from IDW, which man I would love, them. man they're just so expensive. I and I have a few of these, but they have a uh, Artifact Edition coming out, it's Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition. I would love to own this, but my orders were are you know the stuff I get at my comic shops are already enough for me at this point that I couldn't add this to my list. It's just, it's too expensive right now for me to to get, but man, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, with my love of Marvel cosmic stuff, this is just something I would love to own at some point. Um, going into image, we have kick-ass number one and we also have hit girl number one and we have like kick-ass trades of the previous kick-ass volumes and everything else. Uh, I will be honest, I have never read Kick-Ass before, and I also have not seen the Kick-Ass movie. Um, I know there's a lot of you that probably are shocked because I see a lot of comic book movies and I see keep up with a lot of comic book stuff, but yeah, Kick-Ass, it's just, I'm sure I would like it if I read it, maybe. Um, it just hasn't been anything that appealed to me. Even when the movie came out, I was like, I don't know, I don't really think I'll be interested in that, but... Um, I should probably check it out just to kind of see uh, because it probably is pretty good. Um, I just said just for some reason for me, it's just like, eh, I don't know. Um, Then we have I Hate Fairyland. You guys know I love this. Uh, This is the fourth arc of I Hate Fairyland. It's number six, issue number 16. Just recently got the the hardcover collection of it. And uh, yeah, I Hate Fairyland is one of the best comics out there. I'll flat out say that. Like, I would be shocked if anyone read it and didn't enjoy it. There's moments I legitimately laugh out loud when I read it. And my wife will be like, what? You're actually laughing at a comic book. I'm like, it is freaking funny. So that's why. Um, and we have Moonshine, number seven. It's a new story arc. Uh, this is, uh, it's dealing with moonshine, you know, illegal uh, alcohol during the, that time period when that was big business and everything else uh, in the underground, but this deals with a family of werewolves as well. So it's very cool story. Um, I really have, en- have enjoyed it. so uh, jumping way ahead, we have uh, Athena Voltaire, which is uh, coming out from Action Labs. Uh, Action Lab, it's going to be an ongoing series. This is number one that's going to be coming out in February, and this is the female version of Indiana Jones. That's what it is. I mean, it's like if you like Tomb Raider, if you like Uncharted, if you like Indiana Jones, you should get Athena Voltaire. It's, it, She is a very cool character. Um, I've got the collected editions of when they did uh, – the creator did some miniseries and everything else um, – it's Steve Bryant writing. Uh, it, it, now, in the previous stuff, it was Steve Bryant also doing the interiors, but that probably got to be a bit much for him. So uh, it's he has uh, Ismail Kanalis doing the um, doing the interior. I don't know uh, if that's a he or a she, but that artist I am not familiar with the name, but I'm very interested in the character, and I have a feeling that uh, Steve Bryant wouldn't want any, any artist to be doing his character, so uh, very, very interested in that as an ongoing. Another one that I'm very interested in is, and I haven't really been exploring Aspen much at all, I've picked up some issues in the past of Aspen here and there, but it was always like stuff where I felt like I was missing stuff, like Fathom I picked up because uh, I thought maybe it would be a jumping on point, and it was good, but I, I felt a bit lost, with characters and everything else. I picked up something else. I think it was called Four Seasons, which dealt with other characters that Aspinar revealed had in other stories, and I, I didn't know that. Uh, again, it was something I enjoyed, but I felt a bit lost. This is something new. It's called Portal Bound, and this is issue number zero. And it is uh, like kind of this... There's a parallel Earth, and there looks like there's creatures on that parallel Earth. It's like a whole fantasy world, and they come to Earth to find... A hero that can help save both Earth's versions of Earth. The cover looks awesome, um, and the 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 main cover art, cover eight, the art on that looks awesome, and that is the artist that does the interior. So it's one of the times when you, you know you can look at the cover and go, okay, that's going to look good on the inside. So um, it's not like they gave you a good cover and then it's a different artist on the inside and totally tricks you. I've had that happen. In fact, there'll be something I mentioned later on that that happened for me. Um, but this looks like a lot of fun. It reminds me of like dark crystal. It reminds me of labyrinth. It it reminds me of that type of stuff. You know, legend of Zelda has all that type of feel to it. Um, jumping ahead. We've got in boom. Uh, Jim Henson's Labyrinth, we were just talking about, (laughs) I just mentioned Labyrinth, uh, number one is coming out, and I think this is an ongoing, but it's basically the origins of Jareth, uh, who was the Goblin King. So it says, before Sarah braved the Labyrinth to save her brother, uh, another young woman sought to save a young boy named Jareth from the clutches of the goblins, and it's the untold history of the Goblin King. So that, I think, should be very, very interesting. It should be really cool. Um, we have Jim Henson's Storyteller of Fairies, number 3 of 4, uh, and The Power of the Dark Crystal, number 11 of 12. And then we have Jim Henson's The Power of the Dark Crystal, volume 2 hardcover. I mentioned in the Patreon episode, it's interesting because the hardcover that they're doing for Power of the Dark Crystal, it's like they're, they did... They're splitting up into three hardcovers, which is weird because it's a 12-issue series. You would think they would just either collect all 12 issues in one big hardcover, which wouldn't even be that big, or they'd split it up into two. Instead, they split it up into three. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's just weird to me. Um, I like the fact that they're doing the hardcovers. It's just weird that they're splitting it up like that. Uh, then we have, from Dynamite, we have Xena, number one. So if you were a Xena Warrior Princess fan... Uh, they are actually doing a comic, and the art actually looks pretty good. I never watched the show. It was, I don't know, it was like that, and uh, I think it was Hercules was on. I Neither one really appealed to me. I they I don't know, looked kind of hokey for me. Uh, but I know people that absolutely loved the shows, especially Xena. There was a lot of people that really loved Xena. There's a comic coming out, and then, like I said, the art actually looks really good for it. So... Um, doesn't seem like it's going to be as hokey as the show seemed to me. So uh, I'm not getting the comic, but I'd be interested if anyone is, let me know how it is uh, and if it's something I should pick up, you know, maybe in trade or something Uh, from dynamite. Also, we have sword quest real world, the trade paperback. I will say definitely pick this up. Uh, I have not seen a whole lot more from dynamite when it comes to Atari stories. Um, I think, think the reason why is because, a little bit, is because they're giving us stories that people aren't expecting from Atari, from Atari stuff. So this Sword Quest one, I think people like myself were expecting to see, like, sword and sorcery type stuff. And there is some of that, but not initially. When you start reading it, it doesn't have any of that element at all. Um, it's dealing with kind of more real-world stuff. And I think that threw people off. Now, I will say the story is really good and is totally worth reading. Uh, this collects issues 0 through 5, plus it says bonus material. I'm not getting it, even though I usually am a sucker for bonus material. Um, but it is really, really good. Um, but then you came out with Centipede, and Centipede, you know, the first issue was really good. Second issue turned kind of hokey jokey. It's just, it was like, and I have the other issues since then. I haven't had a huge desire to read them just because it went so bizarre. Um, I will eventually read them, but it just i don't know, just seemed weird. Um, now, an issue I mentioned earlier that there was an issue that I was going to mention where the, the cover looked really cool, but then the inside totally threw me off. Um, and that would be from Oni Press. There was Dead of Winter, Good Good Dog, Trade Paperback. I would not get this if my life depended on it um i picked up dead of winter number one because it had this dog with this superhero cape on it and it was like a dog dealing with zombie apocalypse i thought that's a unique take that's very different and what when i read it it was a steaming pile of crap it was so bad the story was horrible the art was atrocious. I could not stand it. It was so horrible. And most of it didn't even deal with the dog. They put that on the cover. Like, the cover looked really cool. I guess I'm grateful to, to own the cover because the cover does look cool. But, um, yeah, it was so bad. Oh, my God. I The worst comic I have read in a long time. Um, so I would... Definitely say to stay away from that. Um, comic that I'm very interested in is on Titan from Titan Comics. We have Bloodborne number one. It's an ongoing, uh, and it says Awakening in an ancient city plagued by a twisted endemic, uh, where horrific beasts stalk the shadows and the streets run slick with the blood of the damned. A nameless hunter embarks on a dangerous quest in search of pale blood. Um, this seems really interesting. It's from the creators of the dark souls. It's a brand new comic, uh, series spinning out of, uh, out of from software something. I don't know. Uh, it's a bloodborne video game. Uh, so I didn't, and it says it was nominated for eight golden joystick awards. I know nothing about the video game, but I am very interested in the comic. It seems really creepy, cool, um, and I've definitely have read com- uh, comics before based on video games that I knew nothing about the video games. So, and have enjoyed them. So uh, also from Titan comics, we finally are getting the start of the collections of Robotech. So we have Robotech archive omnibus Macross volume one. It's a soft cover and uh, we're, they're already showing us what the covers are going to look like for Macross Volume Two, Macross Volume Three, Sentinels Volume One, Masters Volume One, New Generation Volume One. Like they're showing, here's all the stuff that's going to come out, and it collects the old classic Robotech comics. I am so excited about this and so looking forward to it, because um, you really can't find this stuff anywhere. So, uh, so that's really awesome, Robotech number seven of the ongoing that Titan is doing is, is coming out at that time. Uh, we also have, from Titan Comics, Star Wars The Last Jedi, the official debrief. Uh, they did this for Rogue One, and I believe they did it for The Force Awakens as well. Uh, it's, like, behind the scenes. It's 100 pages. It's, like, behind the scenes of, of the movie with, like, pictures and information and all that type of stuff. Uh, They also do, they have always with this, not only a soft cover, but a hard cover. I always get the hard cover edition just because to, to me, it's like a collector's item and I like looking through it and reading through it, but then I like to keep it. And, you know, anytime I have the option between a soft cover and a hard cover, I almost always pick the hard cover. They just keep better. They look better on a shelf. They stand better on a shelf. They're easy to access from a shelf. Um, it's, I, especially the durability and lasting and everything else, it just always seems like it's better quality when you, when you get a hard cover. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention here for you guys is, uh, from the toys section, there's a Star Wars figure, uh, it's Star Wars figs, Darth Vader, 31, 31 inch figure, um, It's $40, so it doesn't have a lot of articulation. It's five points of articulation. It seems like it's one of those ones that stands in Toys R Us or something like that, but this looks a lot better sculpting than one of those. I don't know. Maybe not, but the picture that they show here looks really cool. 31 31 inches, pretty tall. It's almost three feet tall. Um, It just looks really cool. It's Vader with his cape and and everything. Um, I don't know how good it actually is, but... It looks, it does look really cool. Like it, it's a really cool. And for 40 bucks, that's the thing that makes me a little leery. With it, I'm like, for 40 bucks, is it going to look that cool? But I don't know. Uh, I think it looks pretty awesome though. Um, that's everything, guys. So I hope you liked getting a little glimpse. I certainly didn't cover things as in depth as I typically would on Patreon. Um, also, it's very late here. It's actually past two in the morning right now. Uh, But I wanted to actually get this put together so this way I can get the episode out to you guys and have you guys enjoy it. Usually these episodes go about an hour and a half to two hours of me going through the previews catalog, talking about stuff I'm reading, stuff I'm enjoying. Um, And as I get caught up in the new year on titles, I'll be able to talk more and more about those types of things. So I want to thank my patrons that are out there. Uh, We have... uh, Matt Anderson, Jonathan Morgantini, Ben uh, Penserga, and uh, Brian Lang. He actually, um, even though he's not at the sponsorship level, he does do the you know the minimum uh, three dollars to get access to the other material, and he's been a great supporter all along. I've had the pleasure of meeting him, and he's such a great guy. So, I cannot thank my patrons enough uh, for all the things that they do. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, their support is, is immense and it's awesome. Uh, I will in future episodes, uh, starting with, and I will tell you in episode 200, I don't mention my patrons, even the sponsorship one. So I guys, I apologize for that. Um, we just got wrapped up in so much stuff that I completely forgot to actually like mention your guys' names and everything else. But in episode 201, like I said, we will start having you guys have access early to things and uh, to the new episodes. And uh, I'll start up the sponsorship stuff again. So this way people know about what shows you guys are doing or, and whatnot uh, and what things you guys are trying to put together. So I really appreciate all the support that, again, that all of you guys give me, not just the patrons, but all of you guys out there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing the previous and the half shell episode. Again, I hope you'll consider doing the Patreon thing. It, really does help me with the show but it also gives you guys access to even more star joe stuff uh robert and i are even talking about doing possibly like some short episodes to throw out there for for just patrons and everything else like just news updates comic news where him and i can bounce off each other like oh what do you think about this like you know the news with bendis coming to dc comics like we can talk about some of that stuff um And those would be, like, maybe short episodes, although with Robert and I, they're never short episodes, so who knows. But, uh, yeah, so you can find us at uh, StarJoes.com. You can find us on Facebook. There's a group page and a fan page. If you request to join the group page, I will approve it the second I see it. Um, We have the YouTube channel, which I will tell you, the Toys That Made Us YouTube um, review that I did is almost up to a 1,000 views already, which is huge for me like that my youtube channel is there's only one other time i got even close to it or i only got up to over a thousand and that was the whole aubrey citizen situation that went on and that's because I got picked up by an article online uh this one was just strictly people looking up for stuff about the toys that made us and they saw my review and they watched it so um i'm gonna have some follow-ups to that one so i'm gonna do a video coming out soon that has me talking about the first four episodes and then when they release the other four episodes, I'll talk about those as well. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching those videos and supporting it. And the best thing you can do to get stuff out there is uh, retweeting uh, either the video stuff or these podcasts or, uh, you know, letting friends know about it or sharing the videos, like really trying to get as much, big of a community together for all of us to enjoy as possible. We've had some new members that have joined recently on the Facebook page and welcome and thank you very much and please be feel free to be part of this community as much as everyone else is because that's what we're here for is to be a community and help each other out and talk about fun stuff and it, it's awesome. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can email the show at StarJoesPodcast at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. And leave us a voicemail, play it on the air, and we'll respond to that. And uh, we have Star Joe's merchandise where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all that fun stuff. And with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys.
0: Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And this is... Are you really recording? <laughs> yeah, I'm recording. I thought you were going to wait for your phone call. <laughs> you got like 10 minutes. Just wait for your phone call. We're just pre-gaming right now. So right here. What it's like driving in the Millennium Falcon? Millennium Falcon. The seats are plush. Ryan is not at warp speed yet. give him done. I'm well done. Put on our (coughs) seatbelts. How funny would it be if Rock called while you're on your phone? (laughs) Take it, God. (laughs) It. Brock would be like, does your, does your attorney got a big hog?" <laughs> Blue key big hog. <laughs> is he Jewish? Is he I gotta be, ask him about this holiday. Like, is Why this, is everyone
1: out?
0: <laughs> I thought it'd be an easier drive. Does he dressed as Tarzan? I hope Brock oh, so sees Tarzan this year. Yeah.
1: He has not their last two years. Yeah,
0: this one so am I the youngest Yeah. yeah. damn it and if I feel old because you're how old Travis 36 <laughs> just that was enough <laughs> 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 when <What are> you start <laughs> with a three you get, you get one <laughs> <laughs> so unless you start going <laughs> like <nope. laughs> no you. damn it no <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> keep going we need to hear the rest snap of to finish. you started with yeah it was good That's how I felt. Brittany finally turned 30 this year, so when we would, she would always start with, she had a hard consonant, so I knew she would, you know. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. It's really it's hot, hot back here like right. Stop messing right.
1: around with you no. right. I know My, my uh, hands are cold From the wind it's, blow <laughs> It's too adorable To not touch it just, It's in here